Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it ride! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, not my first rodeo. Welcome in. It is the grid, sportsgrid.com. Can't believe it. It is already Thursday. Tick-tock, tick-tock, December the 19th as uh, we are getting ready to say goodbye to what uh, was... A decade filled with a whole lot of uh, Patriot love, a whole lot of Patriot hate. Uh, But we are getting ready to embark on a completely new decade in the world of sports and sports investing. We are also getting ready to uh, do a tally here for uh, your own personal use. Try to figure out exactly what kind of year it was for you. Um, We'll do that uh, as we count down the final uh, 11 days, uh, 11, 12 days of the year. How did you do from a sports investing standpoint this year? Did you make money? Did you lose money? Where can you improve? What can you do better next year? All questions you should be asking yourself as we wind down in 2019. Uh, Last night was very interesting uh, from the standpoint of you had uh, a lot of things going on in the world. Actually, you had one thing going on in the world, which dominated the television screens all over the place. Uh, Mm -hmm. But outside of that, sneakily, Right around that seven o'clock time frame, uh, you know, the phone uh, alerts up, the alerts, and you know, the scroll comes across as I'm uh, as I'm watching college hoops last night and laughing at North Carolina. I'm uh, I'm saying Tom Coughlin, what Tom Coughlin, what what was it? Oh, Tom Coughlin got canned, uh, or what was it? Relieved of duties. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was fired. He got the locks changed. He was told, here's a box, uh, here's your plant. Uh, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And I, listen, it's probably a year too late. Uh, but I give I give Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I give him credit for being as loyal as he was to Tom Coughlin. Uh, but the reality is this has been a nightmare in the making. And I guess the final straw, Dane, has to be when a players association publicly announces that if you are a free agent and you are a member of this union, do not go to Jacksonville. That kind of makes it very hard to do business because you actually need players to want to come to where uh, your team is. And, you know, you ask anybody, ask any professional, they'll tell you. Miami, Jacksonville, uh, Tampa, these are great destinations for guys because there's no state income tax. Right. There's a Their money is a lot further here in Florida than it is anyplace okay. else. So you got weather, you've got all sorts of things in your favor. And yet you've got a union that says, yeah, don't go there. Guy's an absolute nightmare. Plus, you had to refund $100,000 to uh, Fournette, uh, which is what started the whole bowl rolling downhill. It just sounds like you lose Fowler. You you know, Fournette uh, at some times thought he was going to quit. You you lost Ramsey. And it all ties back. It ain't Doug Marone, guys. It wasn't Doug Marone. It was Tom Coughlin, and unfortunately, sometimes, Dane, we talk about it. The game passes you by. Yeah. Tom was not one to evolve. Uh, Tom was one to, it's uh, it's always worked for me. It's my way or the highway. 
Not going to work with this generational of athlete, obviously. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle. Do it. You're right. You know, that idea of if you're on time, you're five minutes late, you know, that, that sort of thing that he had with the Giants. And don't get me wrong, Joe. I grew up in this culture. I understand it. You know, I understand the way coaches are, and I always thought it was to make me better. I was always taught if the coach isn't hard on you, that's when you have something to worry about, right? Because that means you don't care about your development anymore. And so, but I do understand that it's evolved, you know, and, and, and think about like what Adam Gaze was saying about how he had to treat Le'Veon Bell, you know, with the idea of the bowling and his sick and being sick and you have to, it's a different generation and it's a different way, but you know, it did kind of stack up on the Jaguars and specifically Tom Coughlin. And so, you know, like you said, they had no other choice but to move on. What free agent is going to sign with the Jaguars and like sign up for that culture? Um, so they had to make that move and maybe this is part of their evolution. To me, it's like, it was a no brainer and it just, you know, it kind of sucks that way it went down, but, uh, you know, that's the way leagues and treatment yeah. of athletes is moving th- these days. Listen, he'll still be 12 years in New York. They'll never forget him. Two Super Bowl oh, yeah. wins taken down yeah, Tom yeah, yeah. Brady. The guy's legacy is cemented. Absolutely. He was one of the founding guys in Jacksonville when it first came uh, to yeah. light. So I, he's got history. Unfortunately, it just got to the point where, you know, Coughlin didn't evolve enough for this right. generation. He you got to know the room and and Coughlin, while it worked with guys like Strahan and them back in the day, it's not going to work. Ago. It's exactly like it's, not, it's not going to work in 2019 with guys like Leonard Fournette and Jalen right. Ramsey. So the damage is done. But I do think and we talked about it yesterday. Let us just put Jacksonville now on that list of teams that over the yep. next couple of years, guys, it is reset time. We are talking front office, general manager, yep. coaching staff. Everything is going to change now in Jacksonville, much like it's in Carolina. So here's yet another team that, you know, two thirds of this league starting off the uh, the 2020 decade, Dane, in just a couple of weeks, two thirds of these teams are they're looking at three, four, five wins for the next yep. couple of years until they can put it all together. And then they got to hope they make the right decisions because right. we've seen if you miss in the draft, especially yep. with the quarterback, that just that sets the clock back. You just lost another three to four years. Uh, so it's it's a risky proposition for a lot of these teams, but there's no guarantee all those draft picks, the Dolphins are going to are hit it, are going to nail it, right? So. It's going to be a very interesting next two or three years, I think, with the NFL, with so many teams hitting the reset button at once like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned the idea of how the crucial pick is that quarterback, right? And if you get you draft one in the first round, if you get it wrong, it sets your franchise back, what, five, seven years? Because you're going to take at least two, three, or four years trying to prove that your pick was actually correct. And then it's the one or two years when you realize it and then have to address it. Exhibit A. Blake Bortles for the same Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They went up and got him in the top 10. He even fooled them by going to an AFC championship game largely based on the defense, right? And it took years. And there's probably some other teams that are in the middle of that right now. I have pointed to the Bears with Trubisky as an example. But you're right. You got to organize it and then put the right like lighter fluid on it. You got to get all those steps right in the process in order to actually be a championship team. Can you hear me, John Edzik? Okay, good stuff.
Uh, yep, that's exactly what we're looking at. It's going to be a new NFL. It's going to be a new decade. Oh, yeah. But you're going to start seeing a lot of the same names over and over. Get used to it. Boring. It's coming. All right, let's dive in. Let's make it rain here for the end of the year. Let's do it next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To the grid, it is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. Name of the show is Make It Rain. We'll look to do that here as we get ready for week 16 of the NFL season. Bowl games getting ready to kick off uh, tomorrow here as we've got 40 coming up over the next couple of weeks and a lot of opportunities uh, for you guys to be able to uh, plunk a little money down and pull away some cash at the window, which is always a good thing, especially before the end of the year. Maybe help even before the uh, holidays get here next week. And uh, because those bills will come uh, after the holidays here with yeah, all the money will. that you uh, certainly spent for uh, for them. So uh, always good to be able to have that in, the, uh, in your back pocket. So we'll do our best. We'll talk about some of these games uh, coming up, see if we can't point you in the right direction. Also, uh, NBA Christmas games uh, are uh, almost upon us, and that's always the signal of really the – End of the first half, getting ready for that second half push in the uh, in the NBA. There's the NBA pre-Christmas, the NBA post-Christmas, yeah, and uh, certainly some takeaways there from the uh, from the first half of the season. We'll dive into those uh, coming up over the next week too, uh, as well, because there's plenty of opportunities in the NBA if you are going to move on from football. The NBA is certainly a place that you're going to want to dive into. But one more thing on that Tom Coughlin situation, Dan. I think yeah. that's also the dangers that a lot of these franchises uh, are having right now. It's that what made it so strange to me in Jacksonville was how the it seems like those players had more interaction with Tom Coughlin and the front office than they did Doug Marone. And I I, I can't help but to think that if there was a stronger-willed head coach that worked as that buffer between the front office and the players. I think Doug Marone was just such a patsy. Like, he let Coughlin do whatever the hell he wanted when he wanted because Coughlin gave him the job. And there really wasn't any of that, you know, there wasn't anything there protecting the players from the front office. And it certainly wasn't Doug Marone. And it's tough, man. I mean, just because a guy has success working on the sidelines via coaching or a player, uh, that doesn't necessarily translate into being a great upper management and front office guy. It just doesn't. Anybody think Elway has done a – was that any question about Elway's career on the field, on the sidelines? No. Can anybody look at John Elway in Denver and say, wow, that says he's done such an amazing job? It's not easy. I mean, it doesn't always work, especially if you've had success on the sidelines. It makes it even more difficult because you're a household name. Um, you know, that's that's a bigger issue. There's more pressure. I, that to me means you've got to get that that GM, that front office coach relationship. 
You better get it right, guys, because if there's nothing separating the front office from the players, then this is exactly what you get. You get total chaos and and the players want out, and that's never a good thing. So pretty damn important. Start at the top with the GM president. You better get it right from there, guys. Otherwise, your franchise is sunk. Yeah, that makes sense, Joe, to me. You know, and I even go a step further when we think about what is really the role of a coach these days. Maybe not as much in the NFL, but you hear in the in Major League Baseball, for example, mm-hmm. that the manager has been, you know, kind of neutered, right? All they're doing is putting in the, the, the names on the lineup card that the front office gives them because of the algorithms and the stats and the money ball. You know what I mean? And so then in the NFL, you talk about it this way, that it may be the idea of leading men and what kind of uh, – influence do they have on the locker room on team mm-hmm. chemistry right we talk about the uh the impact of people like kitchens and gays um in a negative sense not being able to control it but if they're just a puppet like we talk right. about jason garrett in dallas yep. right that that isn't good either so i hear you and i think you're right mm-hmm. in this one example i don't like to throw shade to my man doug marone because he is from the bronx bx represent but um what i think about is like what is the role of the head coach or the mm-hmm. manager in this heavy data-driven, heavy ego management world of sports that we live in. The job description is different. And you're right, going from player to coach or coach to GM, it's a different skill set. You yes. know what I mean? It's just different. Like Ted Williams was a horrible hitting coach mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in Major League Baseball. Yep. You know, you talk about guys who are great players, but then they move to coach or executive. Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird um, in the NBA or other examples, it is a different skill set and it doesn't necessarily translate one to the other. It really doesn't. And very few guys have ever really been able to do it and do it well. And yeah. I mean, hell, you know, Barry Bonds, again, same situation. As good as he was on a field in a, in a locker room and a coaching, very hard for, uh, you know, guys like Jordan. Yeah, what, Charlotte right. been some sort of uh, monster? Right. And he, it's just so difficult, which is why, I think it's so important to be able to get that. Cleveland, I think, is another example of that, Dane, where, mm. guys, you had the perfect combination last year. The By accident, you actually found it. You had a tough, hard-nosed, disciplinary coach, but fair, a guy that was well-respected in the locker room, became your interim head coach. All the crap that plagued with Hugh Jackson, that plagued the crap with guys, all of that disappeared. You had a young, uh, offensive-minded guy that was having fun, that was given the leeway to be able to work with a young quarterback. And all of a sudden, Cleveland last year, uh, we're having a different conversation this time last year about Cleveland because of that structure where there was a separation between the front office, there was the head coach, everybody knew who the head coach was, there was no questions, he allowed his guys to do what they needed to do, and voila, look at that, a little structure, a little discipline, a little fun. And then what did they do? They basically blew it up. They let him go, and they gave the reins to, oh, yeah, a puppet. A puppet that wouldn't question what the front office was doing. So per another shining example of why Jerry. Jerry, you got to – you need that Jimmy Johnson in your life. Some guys just need that. And the problem protecting the team from the ego of that president general manager, man, that goes – you know, that Mike Mayock-Gruden relationship, I think, is perfect. I think both of those guys have an understanding. They're on the same page. But I also don't think there's anybody on the Raiders that doesn't know 
it, it, as a player, it stops at Gruden. You ain't getting a Mayock. Like, you're going to Gruden. You ain't getting a Mayock. And I don't think that's a lot of these dysfunctional franchises. Like, does anybody think that what? Like, the, did anybody even know the name of the general manager of the New York Jets? Or is it just Adam Gase? Because Adam Gase hired the damn general manager. So it, it's It's got recipe. Gettleman? <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, you know, it's, but I'm, I'm putting my faith in Joe Douglas now as a Jets fan. Like, that, yeah, he but... is my saving grace. But uh, you're right, Joe, and here's the other thing. Here's the – I talk about the positive example, right, mm-hmm. as well. And I go back. You mentioned Gruden and Mayock. I go to the other team in the Bay, Joe. You know, we talked yes. about how Shanahan and Lynch, what was so important was that they were hired together in the same offseason, mm-hmm. and they were both giving – matching, I believe, five-year deals, right? Yes. And so what that also proves is like, listen, we're going to give you guys time to figure it out. Because the Mm -hmm. problem in a lot of these other relationships is the coach is on the hot seat, then the GM is on the hot seat, then the coach is on the hot seat, then the GM is on the hot seat, right? And the players hear all of it. Yep. Exactly. Whereas in San Francisco, they're in it together. They have the same vision. They establish the plan together, and they have time to implement it together right and i think that is so important otherwise like here with the jets you know you got always gays and then it'll be the gm who then picks a coach who then has a different gm and that there's there's no consistency there so yeah you know joe it's the skill set it's the relationship and it's being on the same page there's no it's no uh it's no surprise that some of the best managers and head coaches were actually like average players right so that they can deal with the average player and understand the struggles that they go through as opposed to these all-stars that take it for granted and you don't have guys i mean you don't have to look much further than the the organizations that have had the success right like pete carroll john schneider in seattle guys it works. It has worked. Like there is a separation between church and state there. Like Pete Carroll, because even if you, and it's so important to have because we've all worked, Dane. You know, you have this manager who protects you from the upper management, right? Now, if you hate upper management, you're probably going to love your manager and will still go to, you know, you'll go to war for him. Screw the other guy, but I'm going to war for you. They yep. don't have that in a lot of places, and that's the problem, man. It, and it's not rocket science. It's just yep. ego it's in true. the NFL. Brutal, guys. Brutal. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com uh, here, guys, on a Thursday, December the 19th. And we'd uh, invite you to follow us on YouTube. Find us. Subscribe to us. Sports Grid Network. You get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time. Also, follow us on SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV, Instagram, rather, on Instagram, at SportsGrid TV. And for those of you that enjoy the NHL, that season, of course, is uh, underway. And if you'd like to light the lamp, maybe uh, be a little profitable this NHL season, DraftKings or FanDuel, 
Yep. Well, then you got to head over to DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS. You can get line combinations and build stacks for tournaments, all using the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey and you're doing it without Daily Roto, you're probably leaving money on the table. That's for sure. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. And keep in mind, DailyRoto.com, yes, it is where millionaires are made. Uh, Dan, one of the other high uh, headlines that came out from uh, yesterday, I don't know how much I buy this, don't buy it, or how much they're playing it up. But my word, you would have thought like Dak Prescott was on his deathbed. The way way Garrett presented it, like talking about, oh, he's just, you know, he can't do it. Like, okay, so he's limited in practice. Uh, All right, it's week 16. But, man, did they make it. I don't, and again, I don't. Great sports. This is something Belichick would do. You know what I mean? This is, you know, lead you to the left. Yeah, lead you to the left, but you don't really know what's going on here. Um, it kind of has that feel to it. I don't know if Jason Garrett's that smart, but it certainly felt more dire than what they're trying to make it seem. But I don't know if that's misdirection or not. He looked, he looked all right to me in the Rams. I don't know, but how much, how much do you buy that this might be a serious injury they're not letting on to? What I saw was that it happened in practice. So, Mm. yeah, he probably looked fine against the Rams. I thought that it happened maybe in practice this week. But, like, for me, Joe, like, it doesn't matter. Like, so Mm. what? You know, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, right, you're preparing as though you're seeing Dak Prescott. And if for some reason Dak can't go on Sunday, so what? You're still preparing, right? And then it's just better. It's not like I, uh, who is who even is their backup? Is it like Brandon yeah, Whedon? Dude, I was, I, you know, but wait, whatever. I had no idea. But that's <laughs> the thing. So all of this is irrelevant to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you're Philly, you're preparing for Dak, and if you don't get Dak, oh, happy day. Like yep. it don't matter to me. Yeah, AC joint injury. But I think the the funny part is, and I didn't even realize this. It's the first time he's ever been limited in practice ever? in his entire career. Which is okay. crazy. Um, so he's kind of been an Iron Man, and and he was like that even in college too. He was a guy that was just he goes out there. He's a lunch pail kind of guy, which I think is why a lot of people loved him. Uh, but man, oh man, uh, throwing through pain. They were making it seem like, oh boy. But I'm with you. Like, okay. Oh, uh, by the way, Cooper Rush. Cooper uh, Rush. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. going to tell you. Cooper Rush. Cooper yes. Rush. Uh, he's sure. taking all the snaps, or at least most of the snaps. So. I, So I do have a quote here that I think is important, Joe. Here's one thing I think is important, and this is where I don't know if it's the misdirection or not, okay? The quote that I have here, um, Prescott told Michael Gallup mid-game against the Rams that, Mm -hmm. quote, he wasn't going to throw on the RPOs no matter what the read was. Interesting. That I Mm. think is important. Okay, that I think is important. Remember, it didn't come out of nowhere then. Right. Remember, Joe, when last week I said against uh, with Ravens Jets on Thursday Mm -hmm. night football, I was like, hey, Lamar will be out there. And if Lamar has to make plays, that's one thing. But I don't think there'll be zone reads or quarterback designed runs. Right. Mm -hmm. So with information like this, I think that is important. Right. Because when you see that and you're the defensive end that has to make that read. 
He ain't, you know, you know there's a he may be more likely to put the ball in Zeke's belly, right? Mm. So I may uh, read that a little bit more, bite on that a little bit more. Does that open up play action for Dak if it's right. kind of a uh, – you know, a misdirection, like we say, would they do that a little bit more? Would they have more Dak holding it or Dak throwing the play action based on this kind of potential misinformation? That's mm -hmm. where I think it matters. It's the same as when in the preseason, I told you Lamar ain't running it in the preseason. They're going to do the vanilla things. Maybe right. you get a little bit of a tell on some of these RPOs or play actions. And then the question is, do they even <laughs> can Philadelphia even take advantage of it, even if uh, even if it is? Sure. I mean, that's going to be I, I do think that you're right. It's going to be it's going to be the Zeke show. Uh, and I don't whether they did that on purpose last week, but it was obvious that they were going to ride Zeke against the Rams and it opened up everything Bothered else. Voila. Yeah. So what are you going to do now? So at some point, though, Dak is going to have to – Amari Cooper was kind of MI. He's another one, kind of been banged up That's all right. year. Right. They're going to have to make plays in that game there because if I'm Philadelphia, Dak's got to beat me, not Z. That's right. right. I'm, I'm putting right. all 53 men in the box. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, damn Everybody. Right. I'm putting Everybody. all 53 men in the yep. box. Uh, you yep. know what I mean? Uh, I'm not letting it happen. Rose, I am come not on down and get in the box also. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I'm not letting him Mike beat me. Trout, are you around? Come no on way. in. Play, play no strong way. safety and come on down. Yep. Absolutely <laughs> not. I am, am forcing I Dak Z. Prescott at less than 100%. Yep. I'm forcing Amari Cooper at less than 100%. Listen, if Damn Michael right. Gallup and Jason Witten and Tavon Austin beat me to win the NFC East, I tip my cap. Amen. But yep, it ain't going to be Zeke. It ain't going to be Zeke. You can't. And it ain't like, you can't, you can't go down to the – everybody in that building is going to know. Everybody watching that game. It, it's going to be feed. It's going to be, okay, That's well, let's right. feed. Dare, dare them to feed him. Go ahead, feed him. Feed him right into a nine-man box. Right. Let me know how that works. Uh, I don't let me know how that works. If we yep. wake up on Monday, Joe, and we talk about, like, Michael Gallup had two touchdowns, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. you know what I mean? Like, but if we wake up and it's like Dallas won this game because Zeke had 23 carries for 137, I'm going to be like, Philly, you effed up. Yes. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, one, it's one of two things, right? Either Garrett exactly. is trying, he's taking a page out of the Belichick situation here where he's just, you know, hey, um, it's a upper leg, upper this, it's that, it's he hasn't practiced. Or he's trying to build in already made excuses to if they lose, I can't do it. Be uh, look, he was hurt. He had an AC joint. It, they, uh, past that, though. It, Garrett's feet it, is past that. I, I think it's all past that. But right. but to me, that's that's it. Uh, because I'm shocked, Dane, that it hadn't. If this was a lingering situation, they did a great job of hiding it uh, because he's always been there, always practices, never gave a hint of anything. Uh, but if it's like you said there, that quote there to me is very interesting. Like, I'm not throwing it one way or the other, no guys. Out of what the read was, right. Ain't happening, man. So interesting. So what does that mean? Right. So mm -hmm. what does that mean if you're, you know, Fletcher Cox? Yes. What does that mean if you're Derek Barnett on Sunday, right? Right mm -hmm. on the edge. You are the guy yep. being read on those zone reads. I'll tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pounding Zeke. I'm assuming right. the ball is in Zeke's belly.
That, yes, it, it's agree. real simple. It's real simple. Yep. Hey, safeties, yep. come on down. You know, yep. let Dak and, you know, Gallup or Austin or Witten yep. or Blake Jarwin, let them try to beat me straight up. They, um, the Dallas, uh, the Dallas reporters, they've, uh, they've gone ahead. Uh, they posted the exact play that apparently it happened on. It was with Clay Matthews chasing him on the sideline. And I, I'm watching it. He, he, I mean, he just lands directly on his shoulder into the ground. Like he takes him down, shoulder into the ground. You could see him kind of adjusting it when he got up there. He is wincing. So um, maybe that's why after that play, he was like, you know what? <laughs> Don't expect the pass, dude. Maybe, and, it, and I'd hate to see that that's why you gave. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, listen, you were smart enough to understand. Ride the $69 million running back. Like Maybe it. they were forced into it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you. So, honestly, Pollard went off that game also. Didn't yes. Pollard all have 100 yards? Exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, so. Yep. Yep. And you know what? It should be time to challenge that damn offensive line. They're, you know, they're overpaid. You're, you're supposed to have the best line in the world. And you know what, guys? Go out and prove it. Mono a mono. Go win the damn game. That's right. Don't rely on Dak's arm to be able to win a game. Division on the road. Go ahead. Absolutely. Do it. Yep. I dare you. I absolutely dare you to do it. So um, this is fun, and it continues to be one of the best uh, and most bet games on the uh, on the board here, Dane. As the money, <laughs> the, the tickets continue to fly in, it's still hovering. I. I I saw one or two books yesterday make it to three with Dallas, but for the most part, I'm still seeing a lot of two and a halfs, a couple of twos Fanfield's out there. Fanfield's going the other way. It's what do you have there? Two? One and a one and half. half. Okay, so they're in the middle right now. Okay, so. One and a half. And yeah, they're, but, so they're moving the other way. Keep in mind, guys, and we tell you this all the time, regional bias is a big mm. thing this time of year especially, okay? So there is a reason City, why. They have some Eagles bias? Uh, yeah, you and FanDuel right there is going to have a little regional biasness towards who? Philly. You bet. Yeah, Vegas, you're not going to have that. You know, the offshores, any place that you're not going to have that. You are going to have that in uh, in Jersey. I can assure you of that. And it makes sense. So the question is, is there some value by backing either Dallas at this point? Or do you think, uh, you know, you're on Philly. I mean, you and I are both leaning Philly one way or the other here. So are you... You, that, is there an opportunity, though? I would think if you like Dallas. No, my my opportunity, opportunity is down on the riverboat uh, gambling in Mississippi or close to Texas. That's where my value is. You're going to get a huge number. Huge yeah. number, man. Yeah. Because yeah. there is. There's still. There's a couple of threes out there. Shop. Not just for the holidays. Shop for your damn lines, guys. Shop them. Get the best number. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yeah, good old uh, 
Jason Garrett telling us that Dak Prescott uh, can't do much of anything right now. And hell, we're what, three days away from him being able to uh, secure a spot. So uh, cracks me up there. It, uh, it's now he can't do anything. And we just figured this out. Uh, he going to play. And uh, right now that line continues to move. And I'm wondering how much effect maybe teams are going. Wait a minute. He, he, he can't do much of anything right now. Oh, let me run to the window. Hurry up, Dane. Overreaction. Let me hurry up. Well, listen, you ain't got to worry about Dak. You got to worry about your own damn defense, Eagle fans. You better be able to stop the guy that wants to eat and feed and everything else. He's like a crazed animal, man. And I think he proved to us all, um, you gave him the money for a reason. Your ass, your ass better be able to win that game, Z, because that's what you need. You know, that's, listen, it ruined Gurley, but. That's what you got to be able to ride the guy. That's why you have a guy like yeah, but he got, he got his money, point. right? So that's whatever. <laughs> if not now, <laughs> then when? Point. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Thank you very much. It's, you it's, win this you know, game, you win the division. That's right. You're in the playoffs, period. And that's it. All right. Anybody, listen, when you're 12 and 4, 13 and 3, congratulations. You know what I mean? But it's it's the 7 and 7, Dane. It's the one game that's going to uh, catapult you in. Where's oh, my big, stars? Where's my star? Yeah, Absolutely. that's it. Where's my damn stars? And uh, they're in- quite on. You know, the Philly side does not have their stars. No Alshon Jeffrey. No yep. Jordan Howard. And I've been on this train of how important Jordan Howard is to the balance of this team. You can't Absolutely. have Carson throwing the ball 50 times to effing Greg Ward. Yep. Yeah. I- no doubt. You are going to have to find it somewhere guys you're gonna have to find it somewhere and uh darby's hurt fletcher cox is hurt uh lane johnson is hurt barnett's hurt algalore's i mean the the they are just like a walking mash unit this team but to your point while it's not going to be ideal to play from behind if you are them it was very encouraging to see what Carson Wentz has been able to do in weeks. in the last couple of drives. Like if he's got to go eight of eight, if he's got to go, you know what I mean? So he's got to do that two minute drive. He's really starting to come into his own that way, man. I got to yeah. give him credit with guys like Greg Ward, like, holy crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Holy crap. Right. How are his tight ends, by the way? I don't see They're not. They should be good to go, right? Yeah, Ertz and Goddard are going to be the focus. Are of good offense. to go. Yeah, I'm not seeing them on the, the uh, injury the report. And Sand- Miles Sanders as well, but no, they're they're uh, they're healthy. Um, and they're I healthy. am starting Zach Ertz in a in a championship this you week. You almost don't have over, a choice, right? I mean, why? Edwards. Oh yeah. Oh no, Ertz is going <clears> to <throat> listen. I'll be on the Ertz prop bets probably as well because as well. in the same way that if I'm the Eagles defense, I'm keying in on Zeke, right? If I'm the Cowboys defense. To mm-hmm. take a page out of Bill Belichick, what am I trying to take away? It's Zach Hurts. It's the security blanket, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd, it'd be the middle yep. of the field. It'd be these tight ends. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, yeah. I would force, I would try to force Carson Wentz to win outside the numbers. A good point there with the uh, with the prop bets too, because he's going to be. Listen, they they never trade. They're lining him up as wide receiver. They're doing yeah. anything they can to try to get the ball in his hand. Yes. And you know what? And Goddard's not bad, a bad option either. So oh, you've got let's he's see not a guy it. that can get you some yards. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if I mean let's see if we can get a I don't have any uh prop bets just yet up. The player props don't really come up until closer. Oh, God, but they'll come up a little bit but, closer. Uh, but 
Yeah, that's a circle it, man. Absolutely, man. He is a guy that's going to be having. And if he's on your fantasy team, you almost you don't have a choice but to start him at this point. He is the guy to go with. Yep, he is the guy to go with. And I don't think, I mean, to tell you the truth, is Carson Wentz a bad option at quarterback? Because they're probably going to be playing from behind, right? I I don't know how this game is going to go, Joe. I really don't. So I need to see. No, I, I truly, and I don't want to belabor this point anymore, I truly need to see Jordan Howard's availability. Because if Howard is there, couldn't mm-hmm. you see both of these teams trying to establish the run? We've talked about Zeke, right? Yep. But couldn't you also see Philly, if Howard is back, not wanting to put Wentz in that same situation? We've seen him in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks, right? Could this then profile be a good old smash mouth under December outdoor in the grass kind of game? I could see that happening, Joe. I don't know that Sanders can do it by himself. You know I'm what I mean? Howard yeah. piece is so important for me. Yeah, because if he is, even if he's available Johnson for too. 20, if, even if he's available for 20, 30 snaps during the game, right? He's right. limited there. It's the threat of him that Miles Sanders could have a monster day. Monster freaking day. Yep, exactly. Yep, monster day. There's going to be some opportunities in that game, uh, certainly from a prop bet standpoint, especially if this shoulder thing is real for uh, Zach. Woo! The same way that guys like Deshaun Jackson, Will Fuller, uh, Mm -hmm. these guys that stretch the field, they have value to the offense that's not in the box score. Okay, and that's what I'm saying about Jordan Howard. And that's what I've been saying for the last month and a half. He provides the balance that the Eagles need so that Wentz doesn't become like we see with Philip Rivers, with Matt Ryan, with Jared Goss, when they put the ball up 50 times. Yes, it has. Exactly. And that's a pretty good one two punch. And it is now, unfortunately, the the, the fact that they were able to get to where they are, Philadelphia, without him in the lineup, uh, kudos to him. But. I do think that if he can go, they'll go. These guys know what. I'm not saying saying, he's a different type of back. Totally different. Yep. Totally different. Uh, Cleveland also, uh, we, uh, the cameras were rolling as usual there Mm. in Cleveland. And uh, OBJ uh, said that, quote, this is just too special to leave. Um, (laughs) uh, The fact that he gets uh, to, like, watch reality on the couch with his best friend, uh, Trevor Jarvis Landry. uh, Or what? The actual. Football. Every time he opens my, it just, he cracks me up. Every time he, every time he talks, Odell Beckham Jr. Every time he leaks something negative, and then every time he comes back, every time they come back to him, he just gives you the whole puppy dog and rainbow. It cracks me up. I've been talking to the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Toronto Argonauts. Um, you know, a couple Canadian league teams that I'm also. You know, trying to get traded too. So it's been, you know, it's been great conversations. It's just, it's done. It's old. You know, like I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I, I'll be here. We're gonna figure this thing out. Uh, it, it's just too special to leave. So yeah, until of course the words, "Come get me out. Come get me out of here." Like, because right. that's coming too. Ridiculous. And and here's the thing, Joe. Contrast so that. This guy's contrast so that with what we were talking about like yesterday about mm-hmm. like what AJ Green was saying. Yes. Yes. Yep. AJ Green, mm-hmm. who it's not so special to leave there where he is. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, listen, if they franchise me, I'm a play. Yep. I, you know, I, I'll I'll do what I got to do. I'm a play, right? And like AJ Green is older. More, I would understand even more if he was like, nah, I want to chase a ring. I'd understand yeah. it more. Exactly. If you wanted to go that route, right? Yep. But you don't hear that 
You don't mm-hmm. hear that at all. He's like, oh, the coaches, they're going to hold me out. You know, I want to be out there, but I can't. And if they franchise me, I'll go out there and play. Like, it's just such two ends of the continuum. You know, so if you're Oakland, right, what kind of wide receiver are you looking to grab in the offseason? Exactly. A guy like Odell? Or are you going to play, or are you going to go for a guy like A.J. Green? If you're the New England Patriots and you need to address your skill positions, for example, mm-hmm. right? And you got burned by Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon in the last couple of years. You going to try and get a guy like Odell? Or are you going to mm-hmm. try and get a soldier like A.J. Green? That's correct. Yep, that's correct. And it, it amazes me because it's not like he makes it seem like guys are making things up. Like the words came out of your mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Get me out of here. Like, come get me. Uh, then Landry did it, who heard it mm-hmm. from somewhere. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, everything that gets leaked is getting leaked by your people. So what are you talking about? Like, you're Wait the one second, letting – Don't you remember in training there. where Freddie yes. Kitchens – Like, if anybody leaks, I'll fire yes. them? Do you yes. remember that? When it happened in August, we were like, that's ridiculous. Well, the we leaks are coming from one place. They're, they're, they're coming from your people. Or yeah, they're coming from your people because you want it to be known – you ain't had. You did the same crap in New York. You did yeah. the same thing to the Giants. Only the Giants are like, you know what? We're done. Like we can't That's do right. this anymore. Like everything that happened in New York, it it was red flags all over the place, and everyone kept going, "Oh, he's so talented." All right, yeah, he's talented. Congratulations. Now, you think Cleveland is even going? Oh, enough with this guy already. Like you got to be kidding me. That's who Odell Beckham Jr. is. And every time, it's not going to say. You're right. It's a type of choice, but rock solid. Maybe not as talented, but rock solid and no drama and friggin' drama. Yeah. Where, where are you going? Absolutely. Especially to our previous point, if you're a contending kind of team. Yes. Right, Joe? Like we talked yeah. about, like from the front office to the coach Why? and being on direction. Absolutely. And these teams that I I ripped off for a guy like Odell, you know, think about teams like Green Bay, New Orleans also, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you really think that, you know, Odell going into Drew Brees with Michael Thomas and that stuff, that that, that, that's going to fly? Des Bryant Mm -hmm. went in there and was a good soldier, you know? That's correct. It's just kind of so obvious. Like, in football, it is so hard to win. You need 53 guys doing their job repeatedly, 75, 100 times in a row against another world-class athlete. There is no room for this nonsense. No. And he continues, just continues to create. He's his own worst enemy like we have seen. And I got to tell you, man, are we seeing the end of this era of the Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., talented guys, but absolute lunatics and absolute head cases. I mean, there's always going to be a couple of stragglers, but, you know, this next wave, if you're a, you think it's only going to get worse? Because who wants to be Antonio Brown coming out of college right now? Anybody? I I don't know. I don't know, Joe. I have no idea. You know what I mean? Because it's a generational problem, guys. I agree with Vavona, who's saying this. Like, we talk about the millennial athlete, you mm-hmm. know? We talk about the same reason why the game has passed Tom Coughlin by, right? Is this the game now? Who is the one who has to adjust? These, these kids or the powers that be having to accept that this is the way it is? I'm not sure. I think it's a little bit of both, Joe. But it's not like this... Uh, 
It's not like this Instagram athlete is going to change much right. when there's these opportunities out there with your personality. Odell, fine. Maybe the Niners don't want him, but Nike and Adidas do. Yes. Yeah, no. No, so, and that's— You know what I mean? So really, if you look at the athlete, and we're, we're talking about from the football perspective, right? And I'm with you, Joe, right? But so what? If they can sell, if they can sell their mixtape and sell shoes and have a million followers— but at some point, these guys, it, it, they want to win, right? So it, something has got to give because what Antonio Brown and what, you, what, you know. Win? And listen, by mean? the way, as good as Antonio Brown was, guys, how many rings does he have? He's, he's got squat, yeah, Joe, okay? Do, is winning their first priority? <clears throat> uh, but it, not maybe not at first, but at okay. some point during their football career, they're going to want to win. They're going to want to win sure. because they're not going to want to be considered the right. laughing stock, which is what they are right now. They they want to be a part of a winning team. So something has got to give. And Antonio Brown, by the way, didn't start out like the lunatic he ended up being when he came he out of, uh, you know, Central Mid. <laughs> he was a. Yeah, but now he's got CTE. So. <laughs> now, well, that's a little bit of a now different he's story. Bipolar but yeah. CTE. What do you want? <laughs> you know. This, this fragile, you know, ooh, he's specially sensitive crap. Yeah. Congratulations, you're going to be stuck on the Clevelands for the rest of your life because that's the only team that'll actually take a shot with you. Yeah. But, Joe, like, do they want to pay for Manny Machado to go side in San Diego? Different and game. You can play for 20 years. Different game. You got this. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. talking about the uh you know as we get ready for 2020 here a new decade we're talking about these yeah. uh the new decade of possible wide receiver in the nfl as the the diva wide receiver the and, and by the way there's nothing original about an antonio brown or an odell beckham jr who no, continues no. to leak left and right how unhappy he is but in front of the camera is that we're gonna do this we're gonna yeah listen you did the same crap with the giants we already know antonio brown we get it you know what i mean um but you guys aren't original because it's not well, like Diva White sit ups in his driveway. Yeah, no, nah, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but you know, but at least he showed up and produced the. Sure. Yeah, you don't have to look any further than Randy Moss. Listen, sure. Randy Moss was all about me, 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 I, I, I for all those yeah. years in Minnesota. You know what happened, Straight Randy cash, Moss, homie? He wanted to win at yeah, so, right. at the end of his career. He got to the point like I'm tired of all of these act like I just. He went 16 and all guys, all right? The the perfect season. He was the per, he was 180 different than what he was all those years in Minnesota. Yes. He shut his mouth and he realized that if I truly want to win, if I want to get this ring, it can't be about me. It took him that entire then he went to San Francisco, went to another Super Bowl and couldn't and couldn't get over the hump. But he realized late in his career 
that it don't work. Like I'm never going to be on a winning championship team if I make it all about me, 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 I, I, I. Des Bryant, another guy um, that figured it out way too late. So that's why I'm wondering if, you know, if you're an 18-year-old right now and you're watching these guys, I mean, what? who wants to be Antonio Brown right now? Like, yay, congratulate. Like, it just, it, it doesn't work, man. Like, the next yeah. 10 years in the NFL, we're always going to have the Odells and we're always going to have them, yes. But you know what? They're never going to have a ring, dude. Ever going to have a ring. Yeah, so I do think the level of Antonio Brown and what we're seeing with Odell Beckham, I do think there's a slight difference, okay? Because Antonio Brown is... He's on some other nonsense, right? He's talking smack about the league. He's got domestic violence cases. I, that's that's kind of a separate level to me. But the kind of just diva-ness, like I think Antonio Brown has an actual mental issue. Okay, Odell is just the diva. That diva stuff though, Joe, how many 18-year-olds out there want do want to be like Odell Beckham with his hair and his fashion and his YouTube? And I, so I think you're right for football but I don't know what's in the mind of 18-year-olds right now. I really don't. Well, the one thing we know for sure, you ain't winning. Period. They don't give win you championships with guys like that. You just don't. don't. Know what the priority is for kids right now.